Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another installment of Locked On Texans, your daily podcast covering your favorite football team every single day. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis, along with my partner in crime. John, some sports guy Hickman. Monday, right? Motivational Mondays. Let's get it right for the week. The Texans started off training camp last year. Well, not last week, but they started getting physical, padded practice this uh over the past weekend. And so with that, because of what happened, we have to talk about Duke Edgefor and the show. So we're going to talk about him today. That's going to be a talking point. A lot of people are sad to see him go. Um you never really want to see one of your boys, your, your teammates as a player or, or as a fan go down again after, you know, back-to-back. Got hurt last year. This would be his back-to-back year getting hurt, torn ACL. So, however, there are some other things to discuss before we get to that. First and foremost, I don't know if you guys have seen Will Fuller, but Will looks a little fuller than he has before. He added about 15 pounds of muscle, got bigger over this, this offseason. I like that because maybe with that extra muscle that'll help him not be so injury prone. Uh, just to you know, just to, just to say, hey, maybe maybe we can call him wheel thicker. I don't know, but uh, happy to see that he is in better shape than he has been before. And you know, Cody, you want to see all sixteen games? I want to see at least twelve uh, of Will Fuller on the field. So we'll see how that pans out. But he has. Added 15 pounds of muscle. I think that's pretty interesting to, you know, let the fans know. Also, the Texans reconstructed Angelo Blackson's contract, saving about uh, $1.5 million. Uh, he'll now make $2.5 million instead of the $4 million. And I'm going to use that, the money that they save. I'm going to swing it all back around at the end of this show. I promise you I will by the end of this show. The Texans also had a couple of tryouts over the weekend. Wide receiver Floyd Allen, uh, who actually signed undrafted with the Texans last year, played at Ole Miss, also played in the XFL for the Dallas Renegades. They tried him out over the weekend along with Jaron Brown, Clemson alumni, played for Seattle the last two years and Arizona before that. Two wide receivers they're bringing in. And with the wide receivers uh, that they tried out, Kenny Steele's wide receiver uh, has been activated and can now practice. Julian Stanford, the linebacker uh, who previously played for the Bills, also visited the Texans over the weekend, uh, actually yesterday on Sunday. So the Texans, you know, they are making sure that they have depth. I'm, everything I just said, it just sounds like they are making sure that they have depth bodies. Also, if guys get hurt like Duke Edgefor or the receiver injury history problems that this team has suffered, they're bringing in guys, scouting guys, you know, making sure that they cover their steps just in case if they have to backtrack, they know exactly where to go to bring in some bodies to make sure that they are fully equipped and prepared for this 16-game season. Julian Stanford, the linebacker that played for the Bills, only had one sack in his uh, career, played about six or seven seasons. And so with bringing in those bodies, you know, don't be surprised if some of these guys get signed for special teams. Don't get surprised if some of these guys are signed for roster fillers. You know, the Texans are in a position to have a very successful year. 
Uh, but one thing they know they need are guys around, especially with no preseason. This team has a lot of depth on this team. And one of the positions where it's going to be very not only crucial, but it's going it shows you how deep they are is the running back position. Now, I know we talked about that a lot on this show, especially given the fact that David Johnson is now here by that blockbuster trade. But on Saturday, a day after their first padded training camp, Bill O'Brien talked about how impressed that he was by Scotty Phillips in his very first day practicing in full pass. And he said what really stood out to him about Phillips is the fact that he does not fumble the ball as much. And he is very explosive coming out of the backfield. Now, again, Scotty Phillips, he had a phenomenal junior season at Ole Miss. It kind of tailed off during his senior year, but that was because he was sharing the backfield with a five-star recruit. And that kind of took away his production. But I'm just excited to know that what Bill O'Brien seen in Phillips. And, and he also added that because of what he have seen out of Phillips in the first two days of actually practicing in full pads, he said that it, it caught him by surprise and it, and it got him wondering that the running back position is going to be a lot more competitive than what he normally thought of, you know, outside of the Johnson guy. You also got Karen Hoggins, who Bill O'Brien has raved about a lot ever since they got to training camp in late July. So it's going to be interesting to see you know the Houston Texans going into this season they have four reliable solid running backs I don't think and I'm and I'm I'm not, I'm not gonna lie I am rooting for Scotty Phillips I am a big Phillips fan because I saw what he was able to do in his junior season in Ole Miss I don't think that he's going to get that opportunity here in 2020 but this is a guy that everyone need to keep their eyes out on because he's going to play. I really do believe that he's going to play a really big factor on this team moving forward because David Johnson is getting up there in age. Duke Johnson, I mean, he's good, but I don't see him being the running back of the future of this team. I mean, and then, hell, the Texans, they actually had experience of signing an undrafted running back that became one of the best players at his position in the early 2010s and they might be able to duplicate that same luck again with Phillips so only time will tell only time will tell and I know you're being very optimistic with Scotty Phillips and I think he may be able to contribute to the Houston Texans but just not this year uh he will be a rookie we know how important the veteran presence is going to be felt this year for this team and will he have some time to get on the field I believe he will be the third running back on this on this depth chart for Houston I don't think he'll be a big difference or factor I could be wrong uh, and if he proves me wrong well uh, that's actually be you know a little bit better for the Houston Texans rather than me getting proved wrong but uh, you know seeing Scotty get some praise I like that because you know he's young undrafted needs a boost from his coaching staff, from his front office organization overall. And so that's good. Also, you know, we had an opportunity to really hear from Tim Kelly about a couple of things, uh, whether it was wide receivers and the running backs, which I'll be getting to. One thing I don't like about coaches, man, you know, just to step away from the actual football aspect, they really don't give too much in these press conferences, in these Zoom meetings, which we've been having. We are getting very bland responses. And I know as a coach, that's what you're going to do, especially when you are under the same coach that is a part of the Bill Belichick's coaching tree. I just, 
Like he had a statement. Real quick, guys. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the Texas today, of course, and I and I can't wait to do it. But you know, if we know he, this is his first year as a first full year play caller for Houston, and this is what Tim Kelly said. I kid you not. Being a first-time play caller, obviously, as elementary as it may sound, you're doing everything for the first time, right? Mm-hmm. That was his opening statement. Like, give us something else. Give us more. Give us some personality. But you know what? Honestly, as long as you're giving us points, creativity on this offense with all of these speedy receivers, I guess that's all that matters. But goodness gracious, can we get some type of, you know, I feel like – I. I feel like he said this with no smile. Nothing. He didn't smile. He didn't chuckle. He didn't grin. He, the straightest face in America is how he said it. But to your Scotty Phillips point, um, I do like the confidence Kelly has in his running backs, in David and Duke Johnson. You know, first and foremost, the prioritization of the running game is going to be very different because – we don't know how much these guys can handle the load just as running backs. And that's okay because Kelly mentioned that philosophically we're going to have to go and do things that's best for our offense in terms of different running schemes and putting the defense in conflict. So any way we can try to do that, we're going to do that on the field. Obviously, David is a very talented player. He's just not a great runner. He's obviously very talented in the passing game as is Duke Johnson. We're in a very unique situation. We have two guys that we not only trust to be effective in the run game, but dangerous, dangerous in the passing game. I love that. Now, that was something I love, dangerous in the passing game. We're going to do everything we can to take advantage of those matchups. And you know what? You can be boring all you want. You can be, you know, by the book all you want. But one thing that we have, especially me, because I saw some difference in between Tim Kelly and Bill O'Brien's offense with the play calls. But dangerous in the passing game, that just – it should, at least for everybody at home and us too and all the media members in Houston, it should put a stamp on, okay, we're going to actually be able to see these running backs used properly because both of them in David and Duke Johnson are very dynamic catching the ball out of the backfield. And so his statement was – we not only trust them to be effective to run the ball, right? We, okay, we know you can run the ball. We, we know you can, you know, David, uh, Duke Johnson, you average about 4.5 yards per carry, something along those lines. David, when you're healthy, you're a pretty good runner. But dangerous in the passing game? Dangerous to where? Oh, my gosh. I, moving forward, I expect nothing less out of this offense to at least not always put up, you know, historic numbers. But I believe this offense will be very creative moving forward. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. Friday marked the first day that the Houston Texans practice in full pads. And unfortunately, it did not end on a good note. As John mentioned, on Friday, outside linebacker Duke Ejiofor tore his ACL and will be out the remainder of the 2020 season and this is heartbreaking for the Houston native because this is going to be the second year in the role that he's that he missed during last training camp matter of fact a year almost a year to the date he actually went down with a tore Achilles tendon and to be honest John I'm not surprised that Edge of Four ended up tearing 
his ACL because it's something about the Achilles tendons that it's it's very tricky and people still don't understand. It never fails. When an athlete tears his Achilles tendons, following year he suffered another devastating leg injury, rather that be the knee, calf, or whatever. It always follows. So, you know, prayers up to Edge of Four. You know, hopefully back in 2021, we can see the promise that we saw during his rookie season back in 2018. But as they say, unfortunately, I hate to put it this way, but next man up. And it's going to be interesting to see what the Houston Texans are going to do, but they have experience in this. And we all know that even though Edge of Four is very, very talented and he could have been a key factor to this defense, they're going to have to find some kind of way to replace him. Now, I don't think they need to go out and sign a quote-unquote Jadavion Clowney. We're going to get into that a little bit later. But I believe that this is going to give Jacob Martin another opportunity to showcase why he is going to be a solid key piece to this team. Martin had a pretty solid year in 2019. He recorded 11 tackles. And the thing about this was, this is a guy, he only got he only had an opportunity to play in 221 defensive snaps. Out of those defensive snaps, this man recorded three and a half sacks. And I think that kind of went under the radar. Martin has a lot of potential. And he is going to be the guy that's going to be able to step up and help Whitley Merciless as trying their hardest <laughs> to help that defensive front seven. You know, you mentioned that the Texans are going to have to find a way to replace him. And I hated that Duke Edgefor went down. I hated that Duke Edgefor uh, didn't have the opportunity to bounce back from the injury that he sustained last year. But to say the Texans have to find a way to – they don't have to find a way because that would imply that he was a – major contributor from the prior season well he could have been. Um, well he yeah he could have but he was not and so i don't think they have to find a way i think the way that they could possibly find does not it was never lost it wasn't a, a, something that you have to go out and seek jacob martin finished the year with three and a half sacks jacob martin finished the year with more sacks in the last seven games than whitney merciless jacob martin finished the year very very good that's your answer and if he's not your answer then collectively he could be a part of that answer along with your rookie third-round draft pick, Jonathan Grenard. And Duke going down, I think what that was was a lot of us had those high expectations for him. You did, I did, the, the coaching staff did. But those expectations were built off a very – It was built off of what we saw in his rookie season. Yeah, it was built off what we saw in his rookie season, but was even still wasn't that much. And again, I I thought if he was going to be able to play this year, if he got the opportunity, then I thought he was going to have a very good year. I thought he can contribute to the defense, given more than the one sack he did his rookie year. I thought he'd be able to bring about three and a half or four sacks, maybe. And I think that, you know, the four could probably be pushing it. And speedy recovery to this young man. Shout out to him as well. He's an H-Town guy. And I know he wanted to be out there. I know he wanted to prove that he belonged in this league. Uh, I know that he wanted to play in front of his, you know, not actually in front of his family and friends, but on the TV screen in front of his family and friends in the city he's from playing for that pro team, which is, you know, Houston, the Texans. And it sucks to 
to go out like this. You mentioned it when you first kicked it off. The injury he sustained, what do you say? The, the next year, players normally have another injury as well. So the yes, numbers sir. show that, yeah, the, so the numbers show that it's very difficult to have a, a bounce back year with the the original injury that he suffered. It sucks. But I think Houston is still in a very good spot. I think Houston have the players that they could use collectively to be very dominant as if it was one person. And that's okay. It's okay because Houston already made made it clear that this is a veteran type of year. They're going to use a lot of different uh, places. I'm sorry, players and pieces on this defense. We know how much Anthony Weaver wants those versatile guys and get a little bit more exotic. And yes, Duke would have been a great addition to that exotic package that uh, Weaver wanted, that Bill O'Brien wanted. But it's not like he was going to make that big of a difference based off we didn't have anything to go by from last year. And so that's my only take on that. I think Houston is still in a very good spot. And on top of that, you brought in a guy like Stafford who I don't think if he signed, that's a big if. And Brandon Marshall, the linebacker, was also brought in last week. And so you have you have some guys out there that you've scouted, that you have your eye on, that you believe that if they can still play, can contribute to this defense. Uh, I get it. And if they can't contribute directly to the defense, maybe they can contribute to special teams because that's still a very big part of what the NFL does. I understand all of that. But they are okay. And I may sound harsh. I'm not trying to. I hate that this happened to this young man. I really do, especially seeing that he's from Houston. But I'm going to remove all of that out and just say Houston is still in a very good spot. Hey, Cody, Jadavion Clowney is now going on. It seems like his 1,217th day of speculation where he's going to sign because he's not signed yet. It is August 16th. The season starts in about, what, three weeks now? And he is still without the deal he's seeking. He's not on the roster. And now we have to ask ourselves because the conversation has came up, right? The thought has came up. The ideal of a reunion has came up. That, you know, you're not really getting what you're seeking, and that's because you did not have a very good sack number year. So did. Which is what you want. You want to sack money. And there's a team that could, let's rekindle an old flame. You know those toxic relationships. You love them. Who doesn't like toxic relationships? Does it always work out? No, but they're fun while it lasts. And then you always want to go back at some point. You always have that thought to go back. And a lot of times we go back, we dibble and dab. But for the sake of a conversation, for the sake of keeping the idea, thought, dream, or whatever you want to call it alive, today beyond Clowney, the possible reunion, which has been rumored they have some type of flirting going on between one another on both sides. But Jadavia returning back to Houston. Is it real? Is it fake? Is it even worth our time? Who knows? 
But here we are, day 1,217, still unsigned. No, I do not think it's worth the Texans' time. Because first and foremost, as you mentioned, and everybody knows, he is asking for, he's asking to be paid like a DeMarcus Lawrence, but he is not living up to the production that the DeMarcus Lawrence had, let's just say in 2018, because 2019 was a pretty down year for him. But uh, no, no, they should not. And to understand how bad Jadavion Clowney has fallen off, last year this man only recorded three sacks. He took a chance to bet on himself, and he lost. Oh, well. He only had three sacks last year with the Seahawks. You want me to tell you what he had the, the year before that with the Houston Texans? Nine. So he would have been smart just to take the extension that the Texans tried to give him a year ago, and he, and he would not be in this situation. Now he's in a situation where the season is starting in three weeks, you know, this is not the normal, okay, I'm going to sign on Monday and be out and, and, and pass my physical Wednesday and I'm going to be on the field Friday. If he signs with a team, he's probably going to have to quarantine himself about 10 to 14 days, which means by the time he get a chance to practice with, whether it be the Texans, Seahawks, or whoever, he's going to be it, it, he's gonna be in, in, in a position where he might miss the very first game of the season because he's not he's probably not in – let's just say team football already shape. I'm pretty sure he's still in shape, but he's not in shape to say, okay, let's go out there and win the, the first or two games of a regular season. No, it's his fault. Sometimes you, you take a chance on yourself and it just don't work. And unfortunately this happened with Jadavion Clowney. And besides the guy that we got in the trade a year ago for him by the name of Jacob Martin, how many sacks did he record last year with limited amount of way less more time on the field? Three and a half. So we just finished talking about Martin. He has an opportunity to double that in 2020. Why, why should the Texans rekindle an old flame? They, 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 they tried to give him a contract. He didn't want it. He wanted to be paid bigger money. Now he's in a position where he doesn't have a team or money. And the interesting aspect about this is Jadavion Clowney has reported not budged on his asking price, which is $17 million. Mm, mm, mm. And so the cap room for Houston for the 2020 year is $21 million. Uh, next year is $15 million. Jadavion Clowney wants $17 million per year. And I want to give a credit to my guy, uh, Evan Phillips. We was talking in the group chat and he mentioned that maybe Houston could bring him in on something around $9 million that he would actually be guaranteed to receive on this, like this one year or so moving forward. But he has a lot of incentives that he has to uh, reach in order to boost his contract. So I don't know if you remember that Ricky, uh, Ricky Williams contract that it was so incentive based. It was huge, but it was so incentive based that some of those things were kind of like unreachable. Uh, if there is a reunion, I thought that was a very good idea, so I want to make sure I gave credit where credit is due. If they return to one another and reunite, then maybe the contract could have a lot of incentives that he would have to reach in order to get the money that he wants. Uh, however, I think the idea is pretty fun to think about him being back in Houston, but do I think it'll actually get done? I thought his, I thought his opportunity was going to be in Dallas. I thought Dallas was going to go ahead and snatch him up. They went ahead and got Everson Griffin. Amazing signing, by the way. Whew, that's a great signing. 
Um, but he's still out there with three weeks left. And I'm, I don't believe teams believe he's a huge priority because if he was, he'd have been signed a long time ago. Teams would have been, okay, we're going to give you what you want. And the problem with Jadavion Clowney is, before we leave, he's such a great Swiss Army knife that there's not one specific thing that he does that's market price worthy. He wants to be paid as a sack sack guy, but he doesn't give you the sacks. He's also better than a defensive tackle, but he's also a very good rusher. He does so many things so well that what are we really basing your standard off of? And that, my friends, is how good of a football player he is. Let's not get this, you know, mixed up and twisted. Jadavion Clowney is a damn good football player, but he doesn't have a market for what he wants to do. And I think that's where we're finding ourselves right now with Jadavion. That's where he's finding himself. $17 million I don't believe he's going to get. Uh, but if they do work out something, who wouldn't want to see him back in Houston, especially with an agent, J.J. Watt, uncertainty at that outside linebacker position with a lot of these young guys and guys like, you know, he. we know Jacob Martin had a very good year to finish it off, uh, but he's nowhere near as talented as Jadavion Clowney. Uh, so if it happens, then – like I said, credit to Evan Phillips. I think that'll be huge that Houston can his contract would be guarantee wise, not that big, but if he reaches certain marks, then yeah, he'll get the money he wants if they can afford it. Because we know that Deshaun Watson is the main priority right now, right? We know that all okay, we know it. Okay, fine. That's great. We know it. Let me just say this. If Clowney wants to, let's say, resume his career period, he's gonna have to come off that 16 million. And that's not a knock against him. Because I, I understand you you know the value of what you're worth. But if 32 NFL teams did not want to pay you the 16 millions before this coronavirus pandemic, what makes you think they want to pay it after? Guys, we hope you enjoy your Monday. Of course, to start off the week, write down your goals, whatever it is you want to accomplish, and, and, and go out there and get them. Just like we watch these football players who got these contracts and work hard for them, we're all going to work hard for them. And our goals and what we want to achieve. You know, you know, we love you guys and checking out our show on Monday through Friday. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. And John, I have some news that I haven't shared with you. I want to share with you and the listeners. Unfortunately, it's not the news that I I was hoping I, I could break, but I got some, I'm going to say possibly even better news. Everyone knows that I am a Texan reporter for ESPN Houston 97.5, and um, <clears throat> your boy is going to be on the ground tomorrow at the Houston Texans training camp. So I will Let's be able go. to bring you guys inside. So I'll be able to bring you guys every observation that I've seen on the field with these players, and I cannot wait. So if you want to know everything that I have to say, please follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. And also, please be sure to subscribe to Locked On Texans on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Megaphone, Spotify, and all of your favorite podcast streaming services because myself and John, we have some big things in store for you guys this season. And John, football is back. It is back. For how long? I don't know. But it is back, and I tell you what, at least we will be able to see the kickoff Thursday night, Texans, Kansas City Chiefs, the revenge game. How does that sound? 
Love it. Does that make you guys? Does that does that get you guys out of your seat? Love it. Does that get you guys a little? You know, are you a little hot and bothered right now? This isn't one hundred two point one. I'm this. I'm out, guys. Until tomorrow. Peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.